0: today on city cash chicago this week mayor Lori lightfoot cpd superintendent david brown and other city leaders are hosting town halls on public safety there have already been a few of these around the city including last week on the west side and the south side now let's be real town halls on public safety aren't new and city leaders telling us what they're doing to fix chicago violence or invest in neighborhoods isn't new either So are these town halls giving residents the answers they're looking for when it comes to addressing violence and inequity across the city? CityCast's Simone Alisea has been covering the town halls and answers that question. It's Monday, March 28th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. For many people at the town halls, some of their biggest concerns are homicides and carjackings. So far this year, homicides are on track with last year, and carjackings are up nearly 50% from last year. So, Simone, the first one of these town halls was on March 9th, and it was virtual. You know, supposedly for the residents on the north and northwest side, but it really wasn't a chance for residents to talk to city leaders. Can you tell me what happened?
1: Originally, all the town halls were supposed to be virtual. And right at the very top of this event on the north and northwest side, they were like, so actually, we're not going to do virtual events anymore.
2: Um, We will be uh, rescheduling um, the events um, that follow this.
1: I think the reason became extremely evident by just sitting and watching Mm -hmm. this this Zoom town hall. Host, you can stop spotlighting me when I'm reading. It's okay. Uh You know, it was one of those like webinars. So you couldn't hear from the other attendees. The chat was disabled. I couldn't see what questions were being asked. So I had no idea what my fellow Northsiders were saying. Um,
2: That is not because we're um, trying to avoid conversations in the chat.
1: Um, There are many people on this call, and so I would like- Could you to
0: see how many participants um, were on the call?
1: No, you couldn't see. Oh, wow. the, um, the city said later that at the beginning of the call, there were about 200. These town halls are being hosted by the Community Safety Coordination Center. That's a new office that was created in August by the city. Um, and this is like their first really, really big- Engagement effort with the public. C- CPD Superintendent David Brown and Mayor Lori Lightfoot made some remarks at the beginning. I-, I want you all to know that community safety is the priority.
2: Period.
3: I often hear, "What's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan?" A big component of the com- of the plan is visibility, engagement, and collaboration.
2: We cannot make meaningful progress on community safety in any neighborhood without your partnership.
3: More important. Than what the police department can do, because we can't do it alone, is what are we doing to collaborate with the community?
1: But, you know, they didn't answer questions throughout the remaining two hours and the only other folks who were there to answer questions were other CPD officials and the head of this, this new office of the, of the coordination center.
2: I want to thank the participants in this group for helping us figure out all the things that we can do better on our next engagements. Cause this has been super helpful, um, to make sure that our future engagements have all the, the resources on it to answer all the questions that come up.
0: So city leaders decided to reschedule these so they could be in person, they could bring in more people. The first in-person town hall was the Garfield Park Fieldhouse. How did that differ from what you saw on Zoom?
1: So for the record, I wasn't able to go to this in person. I I watched a recording of it. And, And I will say the format of the event still left something to be desired. Most of all, in the sense that questions were moderated. You didn't get that town hall experience of like a person goes up to a microphone and looks the mayor right in the eye when they're asking their question, you know what I mean? So
2: we're running out of time, but I've got three questions that I think we need to cover. So the first is in the area of mental health. Um, What are the districts on the west side participating in the alternative response to police? Um, What type of resources are going into mental health? Um, and a uh, sort of moving question is I, like, what are the proper steps to, to help
0: someone who is struggling with a mental health crisis?
2: you want to you start and
0: take those? but you know I, I didn't heard of town halls before and you got yeah, people sure. in the community who really invested in these efforts. You can hear their emotion. you can hear you know th- their personal experience and you know that, that's one of the important aspects of town hall so you can really feel what the community is going through. The person who read it didn't necessarily sound like you know somebody from the, the, the neighborhood to kind of sound like a, a, a moderator
1: that's exactly it. You have these questions that are written down and then translated through someone. And these are several questions that have been consolidated. Those are three really big questions that are Mm -hmm. being asked. And those have three very different answers.
0: So I know you weren't able to go to the West Side event in person, but what were your big takeaways? Did it feel that much different than the Zoom call you were on?
1: Well, I mean, the fact that you had other people there Um, Besides CPD. That made a huge difference, I think. And this event, more so than than what I heard on the north and northwest side, really felt like an election stump for Mayor Lightfoot.
2: And let me just tell you, um, my folks joke that I spend so much time on the west side that I might as well take up residence. And so maybe I'll do that at some point. But I feel very, very strongly, and if you've heard me speak before, you know that I've said this. I feel very strongly that as the West Side goes, so does Chicago. Your
1: fate. She has not yet um, confirmed, technically, whether whether she's running again. Although I think most people are assuming that she will run for a second term as mayor. But but this speech really felt that she was courting. Votes.
0: Was there a different like timbre from the mayor or from the officials that were there compared to the like north and northwest side. You know, she can she can give that vibrancy speech, but when people talk about the West side, they're constantly talking about violence, uh, and, and neighborhood crime. Was there a different way that she spoke or, or that, you know, officials spoke about the West side than they may have spoken about the North or the Northwest side?
1: One quote that really kinda kinda struck me, Mayor Lightfoot said in her remarks that every
2: single year Austinites Spend $200 million on amenities in Oak Park.
1: In Oak Park. We know, we've we talked about this on the show before, right? There, there aren't even grocery stores in many West Side neighborhoods, let alone other things, you, you know, other retailers, coffee shops, whatever else you might spend money on. As a result of that, in the Q&A session with the panel, what you kind of ended up getting Was okay. Here's a list of all of the programs that we already have. Here's a list of the investments that we're already making in mental health, in youth programming, and which can be useful, right? Especially if you're someone who maybe doesn't know what the city is offering. But in terms of the like material question of like, is it making communities safer? I don't think the officials on that stage really had to confront that question.
0: You were actually able to go to the South Side Town Hall at Chicago State University in Roseland. Did it make a difference to be in the room?
1: Actually, yes. I was, I was kind of surprised how much it made a difference. Um, mm. The biggest reason for that was in addition to sort of the opening remarks that officials gave in the Q&A session, um, at these in-person town halls, there's an exercise that takes place. Each table, okay. Spends you know thirty to forty minutes coming up with uh, five strategies to reduce violence. They're supposed to write them down and then they hand them in. Like you
3: really are on survival mode, so I think that that's what investment says. You get to hear these
1: debates and these conversations happening in real time, and I do think that's really valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it's so different from what I experienced on Zoom, where I had. No idea what anyone else was thinking. And that's what I heard from folks who attended too is like the opportunity to network, the opportunity to meet neighbors and meet people who in their community um, was valuable. I did learn some new things, but mostly from the people I was with at my table. I learned about the services the Y is offering youth, uh, after school programs, and like traveling programs for kids. Do you think events like this actually help? Uh, you know, make communities safer in Chicago? I think that they're a place for people to be able to put pressure,
2: direct pressure on the mayor and and a place that she will show up to. Whether it makes communities safer, I mean, I think that tangible change makes communities safer. I think investment in
1: communities makes makes my neighborhood safer.
2: I want to believe everything I heard today, so.
1: I see your shirt says uh, ex-cons for community and social change. Can you tell me a little bit about the organization, your role, you know?
2: I'm street intervention. Myself, I can relate to those out there on the blocks and in our community that are quote-unquote terrorizing the community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: There was something the mayor said that didn't sit right with me. Um, and I'm curious to know how you felt about it. You know, she she kept referring to, you know, like those violent and dangerous people. Right. We need to we need to get those violent and dangerous people out of our communities.
2: That that shows the disconnect between the city elects and our community, because those violent and dangerous people are the ones who's who have been hurt in the communities, who have been neglected by the city elects, by the ones who are in control of our city.
3: Uh, Well, I've been to a lot of events like this and to be uh, frank, it's just another meeting to meet. You know, I've heard all of the potential solutions and uh, the concerns and for years, you know, we've had all of these plans that we're gonna implement to address them. And here we are, you know, years later.
1: I mean, why do you still come?
3: what's my alternative? Seven children, 11 grandchildren is my responsibility to continue to fight until uh, a fair and equitable community is uh, the, at, a, at the forefront of this city. The, the hope at my table and the other table was this is not just a uh, business as usual type
0: form. Mm. So many people in that Audio. We're talking about the opportunity to see faces, to put, um, you know, to have that direct communication with these city leaders. I mean, did you see a lot of that?
1: You know, it's hard to say. Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Superintendent Brown and other um, folks from from CPD and and other departments were at these tables individually. Is that just another opportunity for a photo op, or is there? Um, real listening happening, you know, the only person who can answer that is the person doing the listening. They were there and, you know, presumably people had the opportunity to a- actually at least ask the question. It's worth something. How much it's worth? I, I don't know.
0: Uh, one question when we talk about public safety, violence in the city, you know, a lot of organizers want an expansion of what that term means. It seems that when we're talking about public safety, we often focus on, you know, homicides, carjackings, but people want to also talk about how environmentally friendly or accessible a neighborhood is. Um, Was there a sense that the mayor's office wanted to talk about other things than just homicides and carjackings?
1: That's the whole thing they wanted to talk about was they wanted to talk about the things that are not policing to sort of get us to a more safe, to safer communities, right? I will say sort of on the West and South sides, I think that came through a lot more. There was just overall... A lot more focus on youth on mental health on jobs uh general just sort of like general investment i heard the the phrase block party or block club like at every (laughs) single table i walked by on the south side
0: Uh, with four more town halls scheduled for this week and next right you got downtown west lawn uptown and you having experienced three of them already what does the city need to do to make these more collaborative or more beneficial spaces for the people who attend?
1: Number one, I would just like to hear people ask their own questions. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think that that's an accountability mechanism that's sort of not being being used right now in these town halls. It's not so much the question of like, what's happening here, but the question of how is the city going to use the information that they have gathered here? And is that going to end up in new programming, new investments, things that are different from what the city is doing now. One thing that Tamara Mahal, uh, head of the the coordination center, told me was they're collecting all these written questions. They're collecting these these strategies that were written at the tables. She says the city's going to put this into some kind of report, some kind of public thing that we can read that'll be available by mid-April. And she says that it could lead, you know, that it it could lead to seeing new programs even as soon as the summer.
0: You know, these are kind of part of the Chicago way, like bringing city leadership together in some way to let residents tell them or ask them you know, uh, questions. Uh, Is it going down exactly like that? No, but the hope is with what they're gathering at those table discussions, those five concerns that each of those tables are creating, we can get a report that they make accessible and public and we can hold officials to that. And I appreciate you joining us uh, to talk about these uh, town halls, and we're going to be following the remaining ones. We have four more tour happening this Saturday downtown at Harold Washington Public Library uh, to focus on the youth and then to also focus on the loop. Before I let you go, in case you missed it over the weekend, a judge gave the Chicago Police Department an additional three years to meet the reforms laid out in the 2019 Federal Consent Decree. In the first three years, CBD has missed nearly half of its deadlines. The state Supreme Court upheld a ruling that says politicians like Alder Ed Burke and former House Speaker Michael Madigan can continue using campaign dollars on criminal defense spending. And some good news. To get you through, you can catch me tonight at 7 p.m. hosting the Moth at Space in Evanston. There are no more tickets online, but they will have a couple at the door. So I'll see you there. As always, I appreciate you for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Ugh.